0: what is going on everybody welcome back to vcast where church and culture come together as always if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast please do so give us a like follow us and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the word of god so we love you guys i hope you enjoy this podcast today god bless you
1: what's going on viva church welcome back to vcast i am your host jacob and today i have a special guest one you haven't heard from before it is our very own dyd pastor jonathan say what's up man
0: what's going on everybody from the viva family happy to be here today
1: yeah man i'm i'm excited to have you um you're you're a hard man to get you're you're in high demand
0: i don't know about all that i'm (laughs) just a humble servant happy to be on the vcast
1: we we love hyping you up um but Yeah, man, I'm very excited. Um, The topics that we're going to be talking about with you are going to be very helpful. I feel very important to discuss. Um, We are still going over our Better Together series, which I did give you a little uh, synopsis over so that you can get into the hang of it. Um, But basically, for those that may not know, um, hopefully, you know, because you're part of Viva Church and we've been doing it. But I'm going to give you a little bit of just background what we're talking about again. Um, Better Together is a series that we thought we needed to discuss just about bringing unity in the church and how we are better together. So we're going through the book of acts to sort of pick apart, um, what it really means to be better together. Um, so this podcast episode is miraculous together. Miraculous. I said that really wrong, but it's acts chapter three verses. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. It's acts chapter three, verses one through 12, which is what we're going to be focusing on. Um, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that story. Do You want to kind of just give, because we don't have the verses out. We're not going to read it. Um, yeah. So do you want to kind of just give a little bit of a background on that story?
0: Yeah, it's a great story. Uh, in the book of Acts chapter 3, there's a lame man. Who, uh, for years, he's been lame. And um, you hear more about that if you keep on reading. But uh, pretty much he comes to Peter and John asking them for money. And Peter has this great, like, super just like, iconic line, like if it was a Marvel movie, like this is the line you remember. It's in the trailer. He's like, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. So this man who came asking for money, hadn't walked, all of a sudden can start walking now. And uh, the Bible says that he runs away, jumping, leaping, and praising God. And everybody around just sees it like, oh my gosh, like that just happened. Mm And so yeah that's that's pretty much just the story
1: and that's a great story to pick apart um when you read it through quickly you might not see it but we're gonna break it down for you we're gonna break down the healing the response and what happens after yep um so this part of acts shows us possibly like one of the best healing stories jesus has a lot right but this is the first time where um, we know that even in the gospels the disciples healed um, because it briefly says it but this is the first story where it's it goes into detail about how the disciples healed this man um and it's so amazing like you said like it's probably the best one-liner or sentence ever said when it when somebody was healed um because it had the authority but the authority rested on jesus which what he says yep. when jesus heals he says just get up and walk it's his authority Yep. peter heals on his authority so it's just amazing but um yeah the lame man healed um the lame man from birth healed by one of God's disciples. Yep. Now, the man lame from birth is someone many of us can relate with, and this is one of the things that I kinda wanna focus on. Um, we relate with him in a specific way, some of us more than others, but um, what are some ways do you think we can relate to this man? Like, I'm I'm sure there aren't too many of us, at least I know within my own church, there aren't many of our congregation that are paralyzed. So to say that we can relate with him might sound weird, but how would you describe our relation to this story in terms of the, the beggar?
0: Yeah, so uh one thing about this story is the the gate that he was in front of is literally called beautiful. Like that was that was the name of the gate. Yeah. And it led up to the temple, which is the place in the old testament of relationship with God. And so his sickness, his disease, his held him back from being able to go into the temple Come courts. I, and this... in the same way, our sin and our um, our disobedience, it disconnected us from God. Obviously we know that from all the way from the beginning, from Adam. And so um, this is a great picture of us, even though we may not be physically paralyzed, spiritually sin paralyzes us, sin kills us, sin separates us from God. Um, But then when Jesus comes into the picture, Peter and John representing Jesus, they say, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk, this miracle comes into his life. And now he's able to go into the temple courts for the very first time. And so that's just a great picture of how we can connect with him, even though not on a physical level, on a spiritual level, we can connect to his story because it's our story. It's the gospel story of before I was separated from God, but now because of Jesus, I can come into God's courts, into relationship with God, not just in a building, not just in a temple, but actually come to God himself through Jesus. You know,
1: if y'all are wondering why I chose Pastor Jonathan to be on this co- podcast, You no longer have to wonder. That was fire. That was basically, yeah, that's perfect. Um, I didn't even have the part in mind of the gate that he was in front of. um, But you just, that was amazing. I'm in shock right now. But yeah, um, that's how we relate to him. That at one point, um, our sin enabled us, or or not enabled us, but our sin kept us from coming into relationship in the same way that um, his physical ailment kept him from walking into the temple which in jewish thought was where you would have that relationship with god um for those that don't know there's um there were samaritans and there were jews and if you don't know the history between the two the jews never allowed the samaritans to go into jerusalem to be at the temple so a lot of samaritans wondered how would i relate to god how can i have that relationship with god you don't even let me into the temple um the temple is where god's presence is old testament it's where his spirit would reside over the tabernacle in the holiest of holies i believe the the that room was called the holy of holies mm-hmm. um that's where you would go um so a lot of us might relate with him because our sin paralyzes us yep. and it keeps us from experiencing that relationship with mm-hmm. us um But in a more modern sense, what are what are some of the things that we are healed from that allow us to enter into this relationship? Not technically physical, but for um, what I know, like for like just a little bit of uh, a testimony right here that, um, for example, I was a very introverted person. But when I came into relationship with Christ, I entered into a community. Yeah. Right. And now I've entered into So it was a different kind of, I wouldn't say healing, yeah. but it was a change in my heart that now that I've entered in to this community of people, I'm no longer just by myself. Yeah. Right. Like now that I'm in ministry, I'm sort of forced to be with <laughs> people because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, even when you're saved, you can still kind of just sit in the background. But yeah, um, you see that when Peter and John went up to him, it wasn't just a healing, but they called him into community with them. Yeah. Right, and that's what um, that that's what uh, miracles and stuff should do. It should bring us into community. All these miraculous healings. We're Pentecostals. We believe in fire coming down from heaven. We believe in all the healings, all the miracles. Come on, Jesus. Um, We believe in all these gifts. When these things come, when we receive healing, when we receive the Spirit, it drives us and pushes us into community. Um, That is the the picture of the God. If you read the Bible and you don't come to the conclusion that a community is needed, I would urge you to read it again, right? Um, community is um, very important, and that's what this story is showing us. But to move on to the next part, right, where we've discussed how, um, how you said perfectly that his healing, that miracle allowed him to come into relationship with God and his people,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what can we learn from his response to that to that healing, to that to that. Yeah. So even,
0: even talking about what you just said right now, how you know, when you have a relationship with Jesus, it drives you into community and community is all over the Bible. What's actually interesting in this story is that right after the healing happens, he comes into the temple and all these people are watching it and, and are amazed at what happened. But what I love is that as soon as he was healed, the first thing that he did was run to the temple. Mm-hmm. Like when the miracle came, when, when his healing came, he, the first thing he did was he ran to the temple. Um, sometimes in our lives, when we attain things, when we have blessings, like we have a house, we have a job, we have finances, we have money, status, influence, fill in the blank. What can happen is we can forget where those things come from. And I think it, I forget, I think it's James or first Peter says, every good and perfect gift comes from above, right? And so there was this humility on the part of the beggar, recognizing that this healing that came to me, it came from the Lord. And so I'm going to respond in worship. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says literally, he walked away jumping and praising God. And so I think sometimes if we're not careful, we can receive the blessing of God without recognizing the source, which was God. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us, it just, it puts us in a place of humility. Everything that I have, every opportunity that I'm giving, everything that I have in my life comes from above. And so just having that constant posture of humility which leads to worship mm-hmm. um, is something that we can definitely learn from the beggar.
1: Uh, a perfect story from the Gospels is when Jesus heals the 10 lepers. Yep. And That's a what good do one. the other nine do? Yeah. They, they... receive the blessing. And although they, they're, they're jumping and praising, they, they continue to walk away and they continue to walk back into to the city because they yep. were lepers. So they were outcasts. So they weren't in the city. Yeah. Only one of them turned around Yep. and came back. Right. And what was his response? It was worship. He fell at Jesus' knees. And what does Jesus do? He says, Weren't there 10 of you? Yeah. Why did only one of you come back? That's so good. Jesus, it's not that Jesus didn't know that he would come back. And it's not that he didn't know that the other um, nine would continue to walk away. Yeah. But he was a little bit, and I want to say this very carefully confused because when you receive these miracles, you're expected to respond in worship. That's the expectation. That's what should happen. When you receive such an intense miracle from God, from Jesus, um, you're expected to praise, which is why Jesus was a little bit confused. He was like, yo, where are the other people at? Didn't I heal 10 of you? Why did only one of you come back? Right. So um, what you said is is amazing that. That is the response. Yeah. The response is worship.
0: Our appropriate response should be worship. Now, the interesting thing, and and I know you were talking to me about this earlier, is that he didn't expect this miracle. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't expect to be healed. He was just asking for money. Yeah. But he walked out with a healing. And uh, I think that's such a powerful picture of our relationship with Jesus. And what the gospel does is that when we come into relationship with God, we're healed in places that we didn't even know could be healed. Mm -hmm. This man had been lame for his entire life. He had never walked for his whole life. He saw people walking by him and he never thought that that could happen for him. And, and that's just a great picture of what Jesus does when he comes into your life. He heals you in places you didn't even know. You, you didn't even know that you were lonely. You didn't know that you needed friendship. You didn't know that there were certain parts of your soul and of your mind and of your past that needed healing or could be healed. You just got so used to it. And that's the thing about the beggar. He got used to being in front of the gate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, we become comfortable with with our pain, we become comfortable with our past. We become comfortable with, with what we've been accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But but what I love is Jesus brings us out of those things. The places we didn't even know had to be healed are the ones that Jesus comes in and radically transforms.
1: Yeah, man. Amen. That's it. that's exactly right. Um, that a lot of us, I guess, come in with these um, uh presuppositions or we come in with these, um, expectations yeah. of what the, uh, uh, Christianity is. And even some Christians who have been Christians for years yeah. fall subject to that, oh, yeah. where we forget how we were saved. Yeah. Right. We come to a point where, although we've been saved, we become like the lame beggar again, where it's like, okay, I guess that's everything, you know? Yeah. Um, but even for those of us who have been saved for years, we can attest that God is still doing stuff we're not expecting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, uh, You know, like, um, were were you ever expecting to become the DYD? Was that something in your mind when you had gotten saved or was it like?
0: No, no. I I never expected to become a pastor or a leader. I didn't expect to do any of the stuff that I did. That's just purely Mm -hmm. by the grace and the mercy of God. And I just remember when I first got saved, um, I was like, even if you never do another thing for me ever again, like, you're still worthy of my worship. Exactly. Like. Salvate like as as powerful as this miracle was. It's also a picture of the greatest miracle, which is salvation. When Jesus comes into our life, transforms us, takes us from death to life, allows us to go from being lost to found. That is the greatest miracle. I'm a Pentecostal. I believe in healing. I believe God can do miracles. I believe that healing on earth is a reflection of what God does in heaven, Um, And so I believe absolutely in miracles, but I think sometimes um, we forget that the greatest miracle that God could ever do in the life of a person is saving their soul, writing their name in the book of life and allowing their uh, salvation to be secure in Jesus.
1: And that flows perfectly into this last point, which is the opportunity that arose from this miracle. Yeah. that after this miracle had happened, it wasn't even the best part of it. Yeah. Um, if you wanna talk a little bit more about that, that the miracle wasn't even the best part of this story. Um, so uh, what, what exactly happens after this healing? Like what is the big opportunity? What is the big point? Because I, although I, I, I do think that the miracle is a big focus of this story, something even better happens as a result.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes just because we live in America um, and and we live in a very uh, self-focused culture and generation, what happens a lot of times, and this is where we still struggle with the prosperity gospel, is that my relationship with God oftentimes can become about what God wants to do for me instead of what God wants to do through me. It has a lot to do with the blessings that God wants to give to me instead of God turning into God turning me into a blessing yeah. for the world and so this miracle was powerful they had never seen a lame man walk particularly the men that they had seen every single day this man running around um, and so the miracle wasn't just that he got healed the miracle was that everyone saw it happen and that miracle produced faith. And other people, I know I have a friend of mine. Um, he had moved down from Cleveland a few years ago, and uh, this dude was not saved at all. Like he could care less about Jesus. He thought religion was a scam. He thought pastors were con artists. Like it was bad. And uh, I, one of my best friends was is his brother, and uh, we just started hanging out and talking basketball and sports and like other stuff. And quickly our conversations came into religion and spirituality and Jesus and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking like, this dude will never come to church. Like he's never gonna go to church. He's never gonna become a Christian. like. And I'll never forget like when we started talking and he started telling me, that, hey, I started praying or hey, I'm going to church this Sunday. Or hey, tell me about tithing or tell me what it means to be saved. And it was a Saul to Paul conversion happening right in front of my eyes. And so many people came to faith because of his faith. Yeah. And so many people have come to believe in miracles because they're like, oh, that guy, if he can become a Christian, God could save anybody. Exactly. And so the miracles that God does and God does do miracles are not only for the recipient, but they are also for the witnesses. Because when you witness the miracle, it gives you faith to believe in your own miracle being possible but also gives you faith to believe in the god who produced the miracle exactly um
1: that's uh that's exactly what peter understood as well um he understood that because i I believe the bible is very intentional with what it says and what it chooses to say so when it said that everybody knew him and he was there every day. Yep. It's it, that that's, that's that's a specific point that Luke wanted us to see. Yep. That he was there every day. Single day. Every day, not he he never missed a day there. He was yep. there all the time. Yep. And Peter knew that when this miracle would happen, that when um he would heal him, that the masses were going to come and marvel at it and that's what the the the, the scripture says it says that they they wondered at these at these things and they saw that what he was doing and peter took the opportunity yep of that miracle to preach the gospel so i just want to say this as a closing that um miracles aren't just for us like you said yeah miracles aren't just for you to receive and only for you your miracles are to serve as a testimony yeah that's why we come are on. miraculous together come on because when miracles happen to someone in the body, yep, the whole body benefits Come on. from that yeah. because it, it allows us to preach the gospel. So miracles done to us and through us are never meant to be just
0: for us. That's good, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, bro, I, I love this story and I love how it just, if you really look at it, it's such a, it's such a relatable story um, where I think if anyone listening today, I want you to know that this is not just a story in scripture, Um, Even though obviously it's a powerful story, it's a true story, um, but it's also our story. Jesus coming into our life, bringing the miracle of salvation, healing us so that we can have relationship with God, but that encounter also impacting and changing the people around us because my faith has less to do with what God wants to do for me and more to do with what God wants to do. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know, so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode.